Blog Talk Radio. Cocktail, and we'll be right back with the hot topic. 
You're in tune to the Late Night Adult Pajama Party right here on Blog Talk Radio. This is a production of DC Homegrown Entertainment. To share your opinion with the Pajama Party crew, call us on 914-803-4306 and press 1. If you'd rather just listen in, you can still call us and listen on your phone, or you can listen online by going to our website, www.apajamaparty.com, and clicking the Listen banner in the top right corner. So join the conversation and let us know what you think about tonight's topics or whatever is on your mind. Okay, who turned the lights off? Call us now, 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Oh, my darling. Como You didn't answer me. Skip to Lou, my darling. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, we're about to move into the hot topic, so let's get it popping. Uh, you up first, Papa Didi. What you got for us tonight? Well, I have a story that you may have been hearing about around the region, which is the once a month or every two week occurrence. Of uh, people of the other persuasion just seem to use people of the other persuasion as target practice or Mohol's bar. Just take them out at will. What are you going to do? Yeah, what they do. Mm-hmm. So, what's going on? Let's see here. Black security guard was killed by police as he tried to stop a shooter. How about that? Mm-hmm. Once again, yep. a black security guard was shot dead by a police officer as he held down a suspect in a shooting at a bar where he worked. Hmm. Imagine that. Imagine that. I don't know what to say. Yeah. Jamel Robinson, he was 26 years old. He was working early Sunday morning, which is, you know, late Saturday night, at a Manny's Blue Room, a bar in the predominantly black Chicago suburbs of uh, Robbins, Illinois, when a patron who uh, was part of a drunk group had been uh, kicked out, returned with a gun at 4 a.m. and opened fire. According to Chicago, sometimes several people were shot. Robeson, who was armed at the time, grabbed one of the men, held him down, and waited for police, according to witnesses. He had somebody on the ground with his uh, knee in his back, with the gun in his back, like kind of don't move segment. And uh, witness report that uh, said uh, Rob Robeson. Uh, became the victim as soon as the police arrived. A responding officer with the um, Moldolian uh, Police Department immediately shot Robeson, who later died at the hospital. All right. Harris said that the officer shot an innocent man. Harrison is the uh, reporter. said he shot an innocent man and uh, that people at the scene tried to warn the police that Robeson was a security guard. 
but the police wasn't listening. He just uh, ruthlessly opened up fire when he came in. I guess he saw a black man and a gun, no regard for the reason or the situation. Didn't listen to anybody saying uh, he's a security guard. But he uh, had on something had a, that said security. He had on, right, he had on security Part of gear. his uniform. Mm-hmm. Part of his uniform, but that wasn't even the, you know, it was, I don't know, I guess, uh, you know, paranoia on the policeman's part, you know, when he walks into a situation. I, I truly believe every every first responder is not a true first responder. You know, a true first responder is a person that can keep their wits and be strong about it and go in and uh, do their thing. I mean, to have the, the, the talent of a medical examiner, you know, is the same as having a tal- the, the talent of a medical, of a uh, first responder. You have to be able to see it raw, you know, and understand it and try to figure it out. But when you go in there and you're just, just as uh, paranoid as anybody else, then that job wasn't yours to have. So he just uh, went and just started shooting. Just went and started shooting. Now, I've heard other reports saying that the police was in the right, that he gave warnings saying that he was the police, put the gun down and all of this, mm-hmm. and that the security officer did not heed the command from the police officer. Okay. Now, witnesses are contradicting that, so I don't know who to believe. Right. You know, of course, the police are going to justify their actions. Sure. But witnesses are saying that they were yelling and calling out to the police, like, no, no, put your gun down, he's security. Right. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if the officer just didn't hear them mm-hmm. or if the officer just disregarded them. Probably so. Which it was. I don't know. I think a lot of times, you know, it's like you kind of, quote, unquote, in the line of fire or you're, interview, you're uh, interfering with what they're trying to do. Because, like, you know, it's like if the police officer stop you and you try to ask them a question, uh, license and registration, they won't answer you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, I think true. the man ignored him, ignored um, the witness, ignored what the crowd was right. saying. Right. They didn't care. Because they don't know who that person is. You know, the people that are there are familiar with who the, who the security guard is, but he doesn't know. That cop. So, you know. Now this brother's dead. Well, how many times did they shoot him? I don't know. Did they say Papa Diddy? I don't no, know how I many shots say. were fired. No, they didn't really elaborate on the uh, number of shots. No. Mm. To me, it goes back to the training. You know, why do you always have to shoot to kill? Why can't you shoot to injure, like a leg or arm, you know, to stop them coming forward or trying to flee the um, scene? Exactly. Shoot to disable or disarm. Why shoot to kill? I don't know. But you're not really trained to disable. Yeah, no, that's a problem to shoot to kill. Yeah. Okay, well, and where was this again? What state? In Chicago. Chicago. Suburbs, place called Rollins. You know, it's it's. I don't think it's coincidental. It is a whole lot of weird shootings and and interactions with the police mm-hmm. that seem to happen in Chicago, mm-hmm. not just in Illinois, but in Chicago. Really, it's very strange. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying right. that there's a lot of odd things when it comes to 
people being uh, involved with the police that seem to happen in Chicago. Right. You think they're trying to extinct a certain uh, species, so to speak, as they say? I don't know. There was a lot of shootings in in the metropolitan area, too. Yeah, that's true. What what else is new? That's just everything. But I'm just saying things that always seem to be suspicious or controversial. It's a lot of that that comes out of Chicago. Right. Well, all right, I'm going to move on. Let's talk about Florida. Move down to the southern part of the country. The Florida election, um, the officials have ordered a hand recount of all the battles and, I mean, of all the ballots in the tight race between the Democratic U.S. Senator Bill Nelson and his Republican challenger, Governor Rick Scott. Now, as a sidebar, when all the new uh, newly affected mm, newly elected people showed up for Congress to Congress, you know, for their first day on the job mm-hmm. to take the photos and whatnot, mm-hmm. Rick Scott was right there in the mix. And I'm like, dude, they haven't even finished figuring out what happened yet with the count. You're not official mm-hmm. as far as being the governor of Florida, but he was right there. Up in that photo. Did you see him, Papa Didi? Yes. He was all up in the mix. How do you have access? See, when that's what I'm wondering. Seems a bit premature to me. Yes. Well, it's not only, pre- not only just pre- premature. It's how do you have access? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, know. we have to look and see that. You know, I mean, it just we've, we've oh. this, this is <sighs> the skin color. The skin oh, my. My chiffon is wet and my wig is wet and I'm tired. Go ahead. See, that's what he said. So anyway, um, the guy who was running against Rick Scott, Bill Nelson, was trailing by about 12,600 votes, which is about 0.15% of more than 8 million ballots that were cast following an electronic recount. And But under the state law in Florida, the department of state has to trigger a manual recount if the electronic recount ballots finds a margin of victory less than 0.25%. Okay. So because he was under the 0.25, now they have to do a recount. So elections officials officials were expected to inspect by hand. So now we already said there was over 8 million ballots. Mm. That were cast. Mm. They got to count these things and check them by hand. Mm. Mm. I don't know how many people it takes to count and look at and and touch Mm. 8 million plus ballots. Mm. But that's what they're going to have to do. Mm. So they're saying that if the voters' intentions are clear on review, then the ballot could be counted. So if their ballots are like, uh, I know in Maryland they have like the grid-in circles or ovals. Mm-hmm. So what they're doing is when they say if the intentions are clear, they're saying that if the person gridded it in very clearly, like this is what I intended, right. then they count it. If it looks like they made a partial mark or something, then that might be considered questionable. So, see, this is starting to get, I know, it starts to become a game. It's shady. Yeah, it's like, well, if the person didn't darken it in all the way to the edges, how much of the darkening do you call Mm -hmm. clear intention? Remember um, the um, thing with the sheds in Florida? 
Yeah. Uh, Jeb Bush. Right. With yeah. the Chads and all that stuff. Like exactly. Similar stuff. Oh, I'm telling. So we're going to see what happens, you know, as what the re what the outcome of this will be, but some shady stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Scott is saying the voters elected me, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the other guy who ran against him is saying, well, not so fast. Right. So. I'm interested to see what will happen because we saw what happened with Gillum in Florida. Mm -hmm. You know, it was so close. It was like 49 as far as percentage points. 49.7 to 49.2 or something. Something like that. And any time you get that close. But Gillum went ahead and conceded and said, all right, he had more votes than I did. I will give the conceding speech and let it go. Anyway, all right, so I'm going to let this go, but we'll see what happens. Because, see, to me, it, it, I'm stuck on 8 million votes mm-hmm. reviewed by hand, mm-hmm. and they're talking about reviewing what the intention of the actual vote was. See, so I don't know if that means if somebody just colored in part, right. do you count that? If it's at least 50% colored in, is it less than 50%? Do you count that one out? Now is what are the laws and bylaws that talk about this these things? You know, I think these laws are deliberately making, created to have a whole lot of loopholes. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering, are they making, making them up as they go along? Well, they have laws in place, but like I said, they have so many loopholes that depending on who you are and what you know, you can use it to your advantage right. to say, well, this section of the law states X, Y, Z, so that's what you're going to go with. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, think about it. This goes. Think about how how did slave owners mm-hmm. use scripture to keep slaves under their control? Because they stated certain parts of scripture mm-hmm. and said, well, the Bible says, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And if you believe, if, you know, you're working with people who believe in the Bible, right. if they tell you and you don't know how to read, the Bible says thus and so, then you kind of have to go along with it. Right. But if you don't understand that there's also other scripture that if you knew and if you could read it, you could put that together and, and question certain things or come to your own conclusion or research it, or whatever the case. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you're not getting the whole picture. Right. Of course. You they, know, never, they never give you that. Right. They can take just what they want right. to, to to paint the picture right. of just what they want to get you to do just what right. they want. And if you don't know enough to do any further research and get more data, then you'll think, well, then that's what it is, and go along with it. Right. So... Always something. Always. Okay. All right. What you got over there, Kyle? Well, well, well. We're going to go to Atlanta. Atlanta. Atlanta, GA. Shout out to Atlanta. Atlanta governor election. The Democrat uh, with the Stacey Abrams acknowledges defeat. Oh, Stacey. You can see, but she acknowledged the defeat. I guess she tied. Shout out to Stacey Abrams. Democratic Stacey Abrams trailing Republican Brian Kemp in the race for Georgia governor said this evening that she was dropping plans to challenge results of what she described as a flawed election. I know that's right. Yeah. Abrams said she was not conceded, conceding the race, but she acknowledged that the state 
was poised to certify Kemp the winner, and she did not want to scheme her way into the office. Honorable. So she also said um, she would uh, be filing a federal lawsuit over what she called the mismanagement of the vote. All right. So not aimed at winning the race. So Abrams' um, legal team had been considering a long-shot legal challenge, among um, other legal options that could be filed once the results are certified. Okay. But she did announce that. um, So wait, so she's conceding the race. No. No. She was she's not saying she's not going to push. She acknowledged the, that the state was poised to certify Kemp as the winner, and you know she just said, "I'm just I'm 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 putting up the, the white flag, so to speak." She didn't okay, well that it. sounds like she okay. didn't say it. She it's, was it's, not it's, conceding the race. That's what she they said. She said. So it it sounds like a play on words. Could be. You if know. you're if you're gonna wave the white flag and say, "Okay, you win." But I, I guess I guess I guess then, I guess the words have to be said, and then you have to give that acceptance speech. She's gone. Okay. She's not going to do either. Well, I guess that goes back to what I said about if you know how to what the rules are, yeah. you know how to play the game. There you go, and not get played by the game. Right. Because see, the guy, the governor's racing in Florida. He went ahead and conceded. Said I concede, whatever, whatever. He said it verbally, and then he gave the speech. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Gillum. Mm-hmm. But she's yeah, it broke my heart. So. But I, I wanted him to win. But but um, just a little bit of background on Kemp. He's 55, a home builder and developer. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump. I, I, I see he got his hand in it before he entered the politics. Um, he has served as a state legislator and secretary of state. He vowed during the campaign to support small businesses. Um, protect um, rural hospitals, raise teachers' uh, pay, and defend gun rights and stop sanctuary policies for undocumented immigrants. That's why he wanted Kemp. Really? Mm-hmm. He's going to stop what? Sanctuary. Yeah, he's going to defend gun rights and uh-huh. stop sanctuary policies for undocumented immigrants. Uh-huh. And Abrams, she's 44. She became a rising national star running... Uh, Strong as a liberal in a red state, she promised to improve public schools, strengthen gun control, and expand Medicaid and generate jobs through investment in small businesses. Just the opposite of what he wants. So, yeah, this is his uh, Donald Trump's boy. So, he got what he wanted. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. All right. Great. Well, that's the update. Yeah, that I think that story just broke this evening. Yeah. yeah. On Stacey Abrams. So I was re- really rooting for her. I was too. But I guess after a while, she was like, "I'm just tired. Let me just go ahead and do what I need to do, and just bow out gracefully. You know, not keep going back and forth." Cause it's about well, I think if she thought that the votes were really in her favor, mm-hmm. she would have pushed it. Right. Right. But uh, even as close as it was, if it looks like the the votes were in Kemp's favor, right. then she probably figured, okay, let's mm-hmm. let's not. Well, you know. I think they really just kept pushing the issue, um, as far as on him, Kemp and stuff. But anyway. So. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, we're going to take a, a musical interlude what? with a friend of the show. Lena Chanel. Okay. Well, if they want to call, give us a call, 914-803-4306. And press 1. Press 1. You got any And if you're topics? on the line mm-hmm. and you want to jump in the conversation, right. give us a comment or ask a question or whatever you want to do. Or just check in. 
check in, shout out somebody. Well, say what you're drinking tonight. Yeah. If you want to get in on the conversation and you're on the line already, just press 1 and we'll get you in when we come back from this break. This is Lena Chanel with On My Mind. in the break room. There Kettle. she is. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir. And that was Lena Chanel with On My Mind. Friend of the show, you can check her out on lenachanel.com. She's got new music coming out in, I believe, February of next year. So be on the lookout. We're going to get her back on the show to break that new music because we get exclusives on that. I thought that's right. All right. Uh, let's see. Wait, we have a caller. So before we hit the hit it and quit it, I'm okay. going to bring the caller up on the line. Caller, welcome to the show. You have a caller? Hey, what's happening? Right what's happening? Hey. What's happening? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you. All right, now. This is the low dog coming to you live, baby. Ain't no surprise. <laughs> you better open up your eyes, baby. What's yeah, up? man. Man, look, it's, it's good to have y'all back, man. Mr. Lowe is live and full in full effect. You know, uh, we we just I wanted to shout out to the pajama party, man. I got the fam over here. Uh, we got a, we got a little dog that's that is uh, he sleep right now, but he wrote his he wrote uh, a small letter for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Just to, to get a shout outs and everything like that. Uh, I love that uh, that track, by the way, man. Everybody need to go uh, check that out. Lena Chanel, man, on deck, man. Everybody got to check that out, man. She got a couple of different tracks. I can't wait for the new music to come out. I got Rain in the building. I got May May in the building. I got Ashley in the building. I got Legend in the building. Like, we got the whole family. She said, what? All right. All right. Well, shout out to May May, Rain, Legend, and the whole fam. Yeah. Thank you all you for know, checking so in. We- yeah, we had to check in real quick. So, you know, y'all had fun tonight. You know, we just wanted to check in let y'all know, man, uh, we love the show. You know, we listening. We love the show. And, you know, y'all keep doing what y'all doing. You know what I mean? Y'all do okay. what y'all do where y'all can't do it. All right. Yeah. All right. We love you all, too. Thank you so much for checking in and hanging with us. No doubt. Thanks for thanks for, thanks for for letting us hang. You hear me? No pun. No, uh, hey. Well, I can't get no pun intended, but. Yeah, cause I was looking at these politics. I was gonna say, look, I was to say no pun intended, but I was looking at these politics. You heard about this, this, that lady that was talking about the if it was a public hanging, then then she'd be at the front row. Yeah, 
Yeah, with yeah, some Chris, congresswoman or something talking yeah, that crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah. They had her on a uh, they had her on a Wichicom saying uh well what you know every question that she answered with we put out a statement we put out a statement and we stand by that statement I'm like what yeah what? you know it was crazy it was crazy yeah. like in, in this in 2018 how do you say something like that she's as a joke like yeah you know it, it, such and such is if he had a public and hanging you know I'd what? be at the front row. There's nothing funny about hanging, a public hanging, or anything else that resembles, looks like, smells like, or feels like a lynching. So we will yeah. find her name before we get to the kiss it list and yeah, put her yeah, it was on crazy. the list. Hey, look, because she definitely deserved to be on the kiss it list because you know what's the, the craziest part about it? The entire press conference, it was supposed to be about pro-life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was supposed to be about wow. somebody that was about... Wow. Pro life, and you and you you bragging about being at the front row of a hanging. I I don't know how that how that coincides, but you know That's things easy. happen. Things All right, happen, thank you for reminding us about that. We will look her up yeah. and put yeah, her put at the, the top kiss. of the kiss it list. Thank you. Yeah, she need like she need one of those like big with the super red lipstick, big big lips kiss. You know what I'm saying? She need one of them. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's anyone right, of them a, plunge, a plunger. Yeah. All right, now. Well, y'all yeah, take it easy. Her her the top the you do the same. Okay, then thanks Hotel. for listening. All right, then. All right. Peace. All right. All right. Yeah, wow. we're going to definitely get her on the list. I did wow. hear about that. Wow. Mm. Okay, make sure you get her name. Put her on the kiss list. Yeah, we'll find her. All right. All, All right. right, let's see. What we got on the hit it and quit it headline? Papa, what you got going on over there? Well, let's see here. Uh, it's so much stuff going on. I I just don't even. Mm-hmm. It's hard to keep up, you know. Yeah. It's like like every five minutes, there's something crazy going on. Mm-hmm. And we try to keep oh, up with yeah. it. We try to pick things that we want to talk about, but mm-hmm. Lord knows it is a struggle. It is. It's a struggle out here. Okay, what you got, Bob? Well, it's been revealed that. Uh, that whole scam was a scam. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> really? That's a good That's question. That's the response Karen. I was looking for. Exactly. <laughs> okay. yeah. You know, the fact that the people had uh, initially said that uh, a lady, a, a homeless guy, helped the lady with her gas or something, gas or something in her yeah. in her car mm-hmm. with his last twenty dollars and. Mm-hmm. And they started a GoFundMe account, and, and money was up, and all of a sudden the homeless person was talking to the the media and the newspaper and all this stuff like that, and it escalated something really big. It was you know, judges and courts involved because it ran into over four hundred thousand dollars, and and come to find out, it was a scam that was put on by all of them. The guy wasn't really homeless from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Oh and it's goodness. almost an indication with that because how how would a homeless person have access to the media and to everything else? This guy was genuinely pissed at his friends because they cut him out of the deal. Yeah, basically. Sure and but you know, I tell you, I don't know. I, I find it so hard to understand an explanation based on something that was a scam from the beginning. Mm. 
A lot of people say, oh, yeah, well, this happened. Well, first of all, it was a scam. So you're saying this guy was never homeless? Never homeless. I heard he was a vet. He was never homeless. From, I don't know where he served. It's got nothing to do with, you don't have to really try to grab any narratives or anything like that. What you need to do is look at the story as a whole. See, what you just said right there is the reason why stuff that's a bunch of crap continues to have legs. Because somebody will throw in something that's hypothetical. Well, I heard he was... Blah, 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 blah. Well, I thought that no, he was I'm maybe... I'm just trying to find out were there see, any aspects see, of that whole story see, that was true. Who squealed on who? Listen to you. Who on who? See? I just want to know what well, the what happened. Well, like I said, what happened from the beginning was what the fact happened. that the yeah, what, what had happened, happened is that the homeless person initiated the legal aspect because he yeah. was pissed because he was left out. So yeah. therefore, his real intellect shined through. When you start gathering people of a, a legal aspect and of a uh, a news uh, report, when you don't want to. Uh, Channel 9 News and Channel 4 News and all that, you know. Yeah. Almost people don't really have that kind of access. They they just live in their little cardboard box and their little tent, and they just, you know, they're little maybe destitute with some type of medical situation that's keeping them hindered or keeping them stifled based on their movement, based on their stagnancy, because anything you don't use will have to begin to falter and things like that. You know, they, they often get caught into a thing whereas something is either um, like I said stagnant or paralyzed in some effect but it's not be but this person was moving around well. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you can't use you can't really look at the whole beard thing because oh when white folks don't shave after a few days, they're turning to wolves anyway. <laughs> I mean look at them on T V. I saw the Regis and uh look at David Letterman. He looks like he's a caveman. Mm-hmm. You seen David Letterman lately? Yeah. Gosh, he just looked like he's just a beast. So where where was this? I forgot where was it. Um, this was uh, it, it, this was in no, oh, this was in Jersey. Jersey, okay. In Burlington oh. County, mm-hmm. over there but, by over there by Trenton. But first of all, let let me just say this. Let me do like a Steve Harvey. Let me just pull it apart. Mm-hmm. Homeless man, twenty dollars. First of all, that's 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 the first thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your last twenty. Um, and you gave it to them. Yeah. Well, that was a draw. Uh, I, I know, but I'm just saying, it, we pulled it apart. And then on top of that, they were holding the money because they didn't want the man to spend it because he was on drugs. That's, yeah. That was a whole they scam. Did. Right. Uh, and then the other thing is, the homeless man getting a lawyer, I said, okay, uh, yeah, something ain't right here. But uh, I mean, I'm just saying, those are like red flags, but... You know, like it is what it is. Now, if if now if they were split it three ways, everybody could have walked their own separate ways, and it could have been he says she says story, and they could just live the happy life. But greed, I'm telling you, it's greedy. I agree. Yeah. Once greed gets in it, because they are, it was as you said, Papa Didi. It started out with deception. The three of them conspired mm-hmm. to come up with this scheme. To say he was a homeless vet and and this whole twenty dollars, you know, helped him out when their car was whatever stalled, dead, whatever, and they put it up on GoFundMe. This couple, mm-hmm. if I understand the story correctly, mm-hmm. and then they were trying to raise something like a hundred thousand dollars to help 
him. Oh, 10,000. 10,000. 10,000. And then uh, it, the story went viral, mm-hmm. and all these other people started contributing money. Right and before you know it, they had raised over 400,000. But they never broke him off. So I think they gave him a small portion. I don't know. I think they gave him something mad because he didn't get what he thought he was supposed to have. Right, right. He should have got his fair share. Right. He should have. It should have been split three ways. Simple as that. Now, are they doing any jail time? Did anybody? No, right now, you know, reading over the story, all that is still pending. Litigation is still in effect, and nobody's really receiving any any jail time. I know they've they've confiscated like the couple's cars and. You can't yeah, the get money's back. being held and right, everything is being but they can't get the money scam. back from the uh you know, trips though. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's a scam from the beginning. Yeah. And I don't think that you one thing about a scam itself is that once we identify that it's a scam from the beginning, then all bets are off. Because mm-hmm. and you know, a sad part about it when I look at it based on my age and my generation is that I sat back and, and I watched people of color being always uh, stereotyped and always typecast into so many different scenarios or so many different um, narratives that that they're capable of. They steal, they're lazy, you know, all these things that that black people have just taken on all these little innuendos that people have created based on what that race is capable of. And in today's world, we're seeing who the real misers are, who the real fictitious people that, that are able to put together all these different stories that most black people wouldn't even think about doing. It's not even in their it's not even in their in their scope, not even in their DNA. And you know, and the world is just so gullible and like like I was saying earlier with red wine when you was mentioning but this this is that well we always try to grab some type of reason for the season if it turned out to be a scam, then all bets are off. It was crap from the beginning. So, therefore, we can't give it legs. We can't allow it to have legs. No, I was just you know? asking, were there any aspects it, at all of the story that were true? It, you as know, far I, as him being a veteran, was that a lie or was that true? That's all I was asking. Why would we even care? I just wanted to know. Why would we even care? Idle curiosity. That's all. Okay. All right. Well, let's move it. Let's move it on. It's all right. Well, I hope all of them go to jail for that. Yep, you're right about that. Yeah, and I did hear that GoFundMe was going to refund the money right. to the people who contributed what else toward that. Now, I don't know where and that money comes from. And they're taking from, a good but... cause of GoFundMe. And they, I think, first of all, I think like any bank or lending institution, I think they go fund me so have some speculations on how you're able to get money. Sure. There should be some qualifications involved. There should be some, some checks and balances involved. Some guidelines. You shouldn't just, yeah, guidelines. You shouldn't just be able to have people contribute and all of a sudden you got this big old fat pile of cash. Right. It, the, legitimate, the legitimacy should be there. And where's internal revenue as far as taxes being paid on this money? Was it free money? Is it charitable money? What, that's a good question. What is that? If that's the case, I guess if, you, if internal revenue is not charging taxes on this help, we might as well all open a business on I this. I think you have to look up GoFundMe. I think there might be a nonprofit or something. I'm not sure, but you just have to go into detail. Yeah, well. Okay. Well, but that's a good question, though, yeah. because with GoFundMe accounts, once somebody, I mean, anybody mm-hmm. could go on there and start sure. an account. Sure. And start a, you know, whatever, right. and yeah. then... If people contribute to it, right. 
then you know that's on them. Right. But if you're if you're whatever you put on there, if it's fake from the beginning, I don't know that GoFundMe has any level of responsibility to research every single oh, sure. account yeah. that, that people open up on right. there. Because people are putting stuff up on right. there, like what, every minute, every maybe, day? Maybe they need to. Maybe after this they're going to have some type of guidelines. It's going to be more difficult now for the honest person to try to do something. But Okay, let's, let's move yeah. on. Get in quit it. Let's move it. Okay. Um, well, I have good news. Okay, finally. Yeah, finally, some good news. Mm-hmm. Um, the Democrats, let's talk about the Democrats with the um, election, the midterm election that just happened. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of political first that happened, and I just wanted to call some of those out in case people didn't know. Right. So we have Johanna Haynes in Connecticut the first African-American woman to represent Connecticut in the Congress. Wow. Now, I didn't know that, but I'm like, really? The first black woman? Uh, first black person in Connecticut? Think, think about it. Connecticut? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. You got me. Matter of fact, that's where um, Gail is from. Oh, okay. Uh, Oprah's Gail? Yeah. Oprah's okay. Gail. <laughs> okay. Then we have De- Deb Halen and Sharice Davids. Uh, Deb is from New Mexico. Sharice Davis is from Kansas. They are the first Native American women elected wow. to Congress. Uh-huh. Imagine that. We have Lauren Underwood from Illinois is the first African American woman and registered nurse to represent Illinois' 14th district. We got Veronica Escobar from Texas and Sylvia Garcia from Texas, first Latinas to represent Texas in the Congress. Oh, who knew? Then we have Tom Malinowski. Malinowski. There you go. Let's go with that. Tom Malinowski from New Jersey. He is the first Democrat to represent New Jersey's 7th District since 1981. That district has been Republican since 81. Wow, that's a long time. We have Ayanna Presley from Massachusetts. First African-American woman to represent Massachusetts in the Congress. Think about it, Massachusetts. I'm like, it's 2018. Are you kidding me? Come on, Massachusetts. We have Ilhan Omar from Minnesota and Rashida Tlaib in Michigan. First Muslim women, Hmm. uh, Muslim-American women to be elected to the Congress. And then in the governor's race, we have Jared Polis from Colorado, who's the first openly gay man to be elected as a governor. Mm -hmm. We have Michelle Lujan Grisham from New Mexico, who is the first Democratic Latina elected as governor. Wow. I mean, these are all first. I was like, wow, really? It's on your mind, I guess. Yes, it really did. And in the Senate, we have Jackie Rosen from Nevada, who was the first Jewish-American U.S. Senator from Nevada, Mm -hmm. and Kristen Sinema, from Arizona, who was the first woman to be elected a U.S. senator from Arizona. Wow. I'm like, wow, really? Yeah. That that really just blew my mind. I said, are you kidding me? I think that is so fascinating that the United States is starting to become a rainbow of people and religions and all of that. It's just it's, it's just blowing my mind. It's great, though. It's great to hear that. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah, finally. You know, we are yeah. the United States. 
of America. <laughs> exactly. So finally, we have some diversity that actually made some progress. So, well, actually represents United States. Exactly. So shout out to all of those people who are the first category. But, um, I hope you all do do well. Right. And I hope people acknowledge that. You know, that, that, that's something, that's a big accomplishment. It just blows it that in 2018 we're still marking off these kind of firsts. And it, it, it's a trip because we always thought that, you know, as, as, as African Americans, that, you know, the first and different things, but now as Native Americans, Latinos, as um, transgender, yeah, first black woman, right. first openly gay. I'm right. like, wow, really? Anyway, all right, let's keep it moving. Okay. Wisconsin Company buys firearms for every employee this holiday season. Oh, my gosh. Well, let's see where it is. Okay. Fortuneville, Wisconsin. I guess all they got is deers and whatever <laughs> up in there. Okay. Um, a company that produces novelty glassware embedded with a bullet. Huh? As if it had been shot, has decided to give every employee a handgun as a Christmas present. Giving employees their choice of revolver as a gift is part of an effort to promote personal safety and team building. This is uh, Mr. Wolfram. This is what he says, Ben Wolfram, who co-owns Hortonville-based Ben Shot. The business has 16 full-time employees, including several vets. So this is a very small business. Yeah, but the business also has employees who had never fired a gun. So this is the first time his company has done anything like this. The father-son business was started in 2015 in a small garage workshop in this village of about 3,000 residents, 100 miles northwest of uh, Milwaukee. Well, I'm understanding now. Hmm. Most workers were excited at the as prospect of receiving their handguns. So at least two employees initially declined the gift but are considering accepting it after taking a gun safety course that company executives require before giving the guns. The national debate about guns was uh, thrust back into the spotlight recently on October 27, the Pittsburgh shooting in the synagogue and the um, November 7th um, shooting at the bar in Thousand Oaks. Remember that? California. Yeah, can't forget um, that. I'm going to talk more about a story on that, too. Um, so it says two months ago, a, gun, a gunman wounded four of his co-workers at a software company in, in Middletown, Wisconsin, before police shot and killed them. I mean, it's, it's, it's just a lot of crazy stuff. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, you know. Well, I know how I feel about it, but go ahead. My employee gives me a gun. I mean, that's strange in one, but then you hear all about all these killings, you know, so you look at it as a safety um, aspect, but I don't know. See, that's not a – okay, my take, it's not accounting for people's personality. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm thinking about – the guy who where that that uh, black teenager came to his door looking for help, mm-hmm. and this man ran out on his porch with a shotgun and pulled the trigger and shot at that teenager. Fortunately, he didn't hit him. The kid was just trying to find help. Okay. He was I don't know what the situation was, but he needed help. So he went to the nearest door, right. rang the bell, and this man came to the door with a shotgun because he saw a black kid out on his door on his porch. 
I'm just saying there are some people out here mm-hmm. that their elevator doesn't quite go to the top. Floor. I guess it. I guess it. And you put guns in their hands? Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's a great idea. But they did say that they're going to have a class before they the guns are given. Yeah, but what about the whole thing about you having to go on the waiting list and be cleared and all that yeah, stuff? I don't know. A gun. It probably depends on the state, so things are still I guess. state, you know. I'm just saying, you know, when it comes down to that kind of thing, mm-hmm. when you're gifted a gun, mm-hmm. what happens with that whole wait list thing if that's the rules or the law for yourself? Well, I look at it as probably it's going to be different rules because maybe the company is buying the gun. and But they're still giving it to you, so now you're the legal owner. You're in possession of the gun. But Okay, so the, so the employee bought probably 16 guns. And like you said, they're they're responsible for it. So yeah. that's why I'm not feeling good about that. So. I mean, you can have a couple. All you need is one nut, yeah, one sure. loose cannon. Yeah. You try to figure out where to get the gun. One mentally unstable person. Mm-hmm. And now they can take that gun. Yep. You know, I'm just saying. Right. It's a. It sounds like it's a small company. What happens when one of those people you decide I'm gonna have to let you go? Right. They fire you. Now they coming back. With that gun you gave them, I guess you better not find They go them. postal on you. Yeah, that's true. Okay. With, with your own gun, you bought them. Yeah, now you're going to be feeling real stupid. Yeah. But right. anyway, all right. Let's, let's Just to hit it and quit it, so we're going to quit it. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to hit this one. The judge orders the White House to return Jim Acosta's press pass. Yay! Yay! Yay. So Jim Acosta got his press pass back following a court ruling that forced the Trump administration to reinstate his press pass. So now Trump is vowing to create rules and regulations for how White House reporters act. Hmm. They're really? saying he's saying that you have to practice decorum. Okay, now can I just say <laughs> for someone who we have never seen any kind of what I would call and I'm using air quotes decorum. Now, you man. want to make rules yes. on what they need to do to practice decorum? <laughs> if this is not the proverbial oh. pot calling the kettle black, I, know that's right. I don't know what is. Mm-mm. So Trump is telling Fox News oh, today, it's not a big deal. What they said, though, is that, you know, we got to create rules and regulations for conduct, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And we're going to write them up. It's not a big deal. Oh, if he misbehaves, we'll throw him out, or we'll just stop the news conference. <laughs> well, clearly, he doesn't get it. No, he doesn't. He doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. But that's no surprise. So, anyway, that that's the long and short of it. <laughs> I'm not even going to elaborate, because it's too ridiculous. You need to put your, your, your president 45 on the list. Oh, my God. <laughs> 45 is always... On the kiss it list. Oh, boy, boy, boy. He and speaking of the kiss it list, mm-hmm. if anybody um, wants to put anybody on the kiss it list, uh, Kettle, can you tell us what the Papa Didi stepped out? Can you tell us what the kiss it list is? The kiss it list is a list that we put anybody on that's got on your last freaking nerves for the week, year, month, whatever, and you want to put them on this list. Yes. And we have something for them later on. We'll, yeah. We'll tell you about it's that. It's a later. list of all the people who collectively we want to tell them to kiss my beep. Mm-hmm. So if you have anybody you want us to add to the list when we call them out near the end of the show, mm-hmm. give us a call. And what's the number, Kettle? 914 803 
4306. And press 1. Press Tell one. us who you want to add to the list. Uh, we're going to take a break, and we're coming back with what's poppin'? With Papa Didi. You're listening to the Pajama Party Show on Blog Talk Radio. And we'll be right back. So I was looking over the Cocktail of the Week archives, and we've had so many really great drinks over the past year and a half. We've had our original signature drink called the Pajama Party and the Game Changer, and of course we have the last word. I like the Revolution. It was Hennessy, lemon and lime juice, agave juice, and bitters with jalapeno slices. Ooh-wee! I like that Crown Royal Plush with the Crown Royal Peach Knock and Cranberry Juice. Welcome back to Pajama Party. One of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Whoop, whoop. Hey. Can't nobody be that happy. I'm always <laughs> happy. Oh, boy. It's time for what's popping. So what you got for us tonight, Papa Didi? Come on, Red. What's popping? Let right. it rip. Okay. All right. I-, I want you to, first of all... Um, I want you to sit down and relax yourself and understand what I'm about to say. Because, you know, God showed me this today for some for some reason. I I just think he wanted me to see it just so I could testify. All right. You know, then. and I tell you, I, I didn't, I, I handle it in a more observing way than I did in a way where I could have really freaked out on it and really... But the person had something that belonged to me that I didn't want to, you know, to to get destroyed or lost or whatever. Uh, even though I had a re- receipt for my item, I still wanted my stuff to go through, you know, based on the business I was conducting. So I didn't cause no situation. All right. Now, I was in the state of Maryland. Let's break it down like that. And I was in a UPS store, legitimate UPS store. All right. Now, strange environment because there was actually four employees there, two of which were new, two African Americans. One was a younger young lady at one register or at a counter, front counter. Uh, another young guy who was in there talking. To another person who couldn't do something here, had to take her stuff to the headquarters. And it was an older gentleman who, like, he may have been a boss, but he was back in the corner doing something. And then we had this big, overweight uh, woman of a Caribbean 
background. I'm, I'm just gonna put her. I'm gonna put her on blast. You know, I'm not gonna hold back nothing, cause she was just, whew, God, she was a mess. She was a mess. Okay. Now she's in there like supervising, just in there talking. Hair need to be did. Okay. She looked a mess. She was overweight, out of shape, looked crazy. The accent was just so overzealously. It wouldn't have been no big deal. But she sit back, I'm waiting in line, and she was available to help me. All I had was a package that did just need to be sent somewhere based on a returned item that I was just giving to UPS. You know where the company gives you a, a giving your product, you know, the, the uh, label, return label in the box. And I had my, my particular merchandise in the box. I'm sending it back. All of a sudden, She's talking, and the, the gentleman, the young gentleman, is about to clear up with the lady who had to go to headquarters to do her business. I look out of my peripheral vision. All right. Well, let me let me back up just a little bit. There was a brother standing behind me, and I'm talking to him about how this girl is running on and why is she waiting on anybody. And she's sitting back with her little accent, you know, yeah, I'm mocking the hell out of her, you know what I mean? Because I'm pissed. And you'll see why here in a second. All of a sudden, talking to the brother, I said, man, but she can wait on me. All I got is the package to drop off. They give you a receipt for it and they send you on your way because it's already prepaid. I look at my, my, my peripheral vision. Now, I'm in Maryland. I'm in an area called Prince George County, which is predominantly black. Black on black in black. Okay. I mean, you almost got to search for white people in Prince George County. Well. Okay? Anyway, now here's the kicker. Out of my peripheral vision, I see two white folks coming in the, in, the, in, the, uh, in the room. It's a small store. Two white people come in the store with their package. All of a sudden, this out-of-shape, overzealous, accented woman who was just acting like she was Miss Supervisor in the corner, she snaps to attention. She immediately calls me over to wait on me because what she was doing was prepping herself to wait on the white folks. And I just all saw all this in action. And I could not believe that God gave me a front row seat for this fiasco. Mm. She called me, took my stuff, gave me my receipt real quick. I guess she probably knew what I wanted. And then immediately turned her attention to the two white people, forgetting all about the black man that was standing behind me. I mean, it was unbelievable how he was just invisible, got rid of me so she could just jump on these two white folks and wait on them. And I said to myself, you got to be friggin' kidding me. I'm not going to swear because I want I want to keep your interest on this. It just goes to show you and show me that I cannot believe that some black people in this world are so interested in serving white people with their best attentive time or their best attentive moment that they will make us completely invisible. They will just come out of the little weem of not even paying black folks no rabbit-ass mind. But when the white folks came to the room, this little fat heifer stepped up her game just to wait on them. And I turned to the brother, and I said, well, weren't you next? He said, man, I'm not even worried. But, yeah, I see you, man. I'm not worried about it. Now, I could have made a scene, you know what I mean? 
I'm originally from Philly. I could have brought out the West Philly on the whole scene, you know. But like I said, I had an item I was returning, you know what I mean. I was kind of playing it safe. I just kind of peeped it. I mean, God gave me the true vision of the situation, and I, I played it cool because I, I didn't want my package to all of a sudden disappear. And then I got a problem with the company that I was sending the product back to or whatever because once I got in this person's ass and really brought to what was really happening with this situation to light, I could have lit up that lobby. And I don't mean lit it up in a violent way, but in a way where to bring this person down to basics on how dare you be such a kiss-ass to white folks and what she was. And just go to the show with her with her accent. I don't know whether she was African or Jamaican or whatever. And and I say that not that people will say, well, what difference did it make? It makes a difference because maybe it goes back to the British rule of African nations back in the day where the DNA is so much into that particular situation where the British took over these these African nations that the, the they they still bow down. Even with the children and the grandchildren, they still have this notion that when they see white folks, they just kind of just pop to it. And this was so rude and so belligerent, done by a person of color, two people of color, in a black-ass county like Prince George County, where you got blacks on top of blacks. And for them, them white folks to walk in that UPS today was so unorthodox, Okay. And it's not the fact that white folks don't travel in Prince George County. Don't get me wrong. But my goodness, it's a black-ass town, okay? I'm not from there, and I've been going through there for a while, and it's, you know, it's very black. So anyway, the moral of the story is the fact that for God to give me that vision today and see that today, to see this person pop the action to help and get rid of me and then just to serve them white folks real quick and then forget about them. And the brother was taller than me and I'm six feet. He was taller than me. And she went straight to them. How can I help you? And was glad in it. She was glad in it when she weighed on them with a, with a chessy ass smile on her face. Like she was mammy, mammy, mammy. I was like, damn. It was just unbelievable. I was like, you fat, black, kiss ass. It blew my mind. Like I said, I kept my cool today because as a person of color in 2018, I don't want to go to jail. Because she probably would have called the cops on my black ass and I probably would have got taken away. He would have probably seen me on the news for some old adverse crap that would have went down in a UPS store in Prince George County, yada, yada, yada. You know, but I'm I'm just saying it was it was an atrocity, the way she just jumped to kiss that ass the way she did. It was amazing, it was amazing, and I'm not even saying that to even give you a story. The light of it, her attitude toward it, and the way that she caters to white folks, girlfriend should be shot because she is such a damn Uncle Tom or Aunt Tom kiss ass. It was crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy. Anyway, that's all I got. Ooh, wee.
I mean, just this past weekend, uh, a friend of mine, uh, we were traveling, and this foreigner steps in front of us, and she was like, you know, we're supposed to stand behind a certain line. We're in line to get on the bus to go to the airport, and she steps in front of us and says, what does it matter? It took all the strength of Jesus, excuse me, to grab that lady and say something, but you know what? God said don't do that because things happen so fast. Mm. The ticket man came and said, I'll take your ticket. And she left. She went on. She was gone. And then she had the nerve to ask us, well, where do I go? I can't help you, lady. She <laughs> 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 got in front of me already. I can't help you. Oh, yes. I ain't say nothing. I just, so she knew where she was going when she jumped in front of you. <laughs> then she wasn't sure where she was supposed to be. Right on. Okay. Yeah, but the, the, the thing that made it so obvious in there was the fact that while other people was waiting on people, she just sat there like she didn't care about the whole crowd in there. Mm-hmm. But then when she seen people of another persuasion, another color, she just kind of just started feeling like she had to raise her little jet line. You know, in the mm-hmm. military, the jet line means, you know, you're, you're tie in line with your belt buckle and your belt buckle in line mm-hmm. with your shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, your jet line. And she yeah. just stepped up. I, I was just, I said, well, I what, never heard what is that. all this movement? What is all this? Mm. What, where, where, wow, what is she? Why is she coming well, alive? You know, sometimes you do have to call people on the carpet. Oh, man. But I tell if you. it ain't your time to do it, well, God will see you, you right know, away. What, what saved me today <laughs> was was I had a package. I had a package which was, which was actually a cell phone that I was returning. You know, my cell phone had went bad, and I, you know, the company sends you another phone if you have insurance. Mm-hmm. And I'm sending back the old oh, you cell You had the insurance, huh? Yes, I keep the insurance. Okay, now. Got to keep the insurance. And I'll talk about that in my next segment of uh, okay. Living for the City. Living for the City. Yes, okay. we'll talk about the whole insurance thing on cell phones. We're okay. going to get deep with that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But you wanted to be quiet because you wanted to make sure they got sent back, correct? Oh, yeah. If I would have flagged yeah, her, you know, the first thing she would do was took my package and, and did the, the Roscoe move. You know, I had a receipt. She would have had the whole move. I don't know. I did not see no pack. He did not give us no pack. I did not get no package from him. I mean, I know when he come out, you know, I didn't want. I didn't want to go through that. Not not at my my status, my age, my maturity. I heard that. You know, my love of life and God. No way, she wasn't gonna put me through that. So you know. Anyway, we're gonna switch it up a little bit. We're gonna switch over to the weird news. Okay, you ready to get into it? We're gonna take a quick one. I'm open. It doesn't matter. All right. Well, let's let's do it. I'm sipping on cocktails and talking weird news. What the okay. Heck? Hey, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Well, it's time for the weird news. And uh, for our listeners, if you want to join the conversation, the number is 914-803-4306 and press 1. Mm-hmm. It's press 1 if you want to join the conversation. All right. It's time for the weird news. Uh, Kettle, I take it you're up first. Yes, I am. You chomping at the bit. Yeah. What we, you got for We got us? reptiles. Oh, Lord, not reptiles. Or new therapy animals. Oh, mess with them. New All right. Orleans airport. At okay, the airport. go for it. Dozens yeah. of airports around the county, country are, uh, have helped distress millions of passengers <laughs> with teams of therapy animals in the terminals that include mostly dogs and occasionally pigs, <laughs> pigs cat, and a uh, miniature horse. Oh, my goodness. So now... Uh, uh, 
Louis Armstrong, New Orleans International Airport. That's, that's you guys' airport. Hey. Hey. New Orleans. Shout out to New Orleans. All right, now. Is, uh, MSY. Is upping the um, animals at the airport ante with alligators. Huh? Okay. Wait a minute. Did you say they're bringing alligators into the airport? Yes, so. Each Friday afternoon, so I know not to go there on Friday afternoon, <laughs> Uh, the Audubon uh, Nature Institute now brings live baby alligators to the baggage claim area and encourages passengers to pose for any MSY gator selfie. Okay. Well, the baby alligators are kind of cute. Yeah, okay. So they bite you. <laughs> if they're brave enough, the passengers are also allowed to gently touch the gator. Oh, no. These baby alligators are probably between a year and three years old and can be um, anywhere from one to three feet long. Mm-hmm. Um, the Auburn uh, Nature Institute will bring one or two baby gators each week. These animals are used to to um, being handled, and they get regular breaks. <laughs> oh, really? They got a junior break? <laughs> <laughs> they unionized. Um, the airport uh, debuted this it's dog therapy team, the MSY K9 Crewy, a nod to the crewies or groups that oh, organize parades. Yeah, that's the crew. And balls in, in New Orleans in June 2018. But uh, Burns say the Gators visit visits and, and selfies are another way to uh, for the airport uh, is working to enhance the passenger experience. Wow. Okay. So if you go on a Friday, you can get a selfie. With an alligator. There you go. And this is supposed to help relieve your stress about flying? I'm not sure it's a good question. It sounds like that's what they're saying it does. But but, but the gator's at the baggage thing. And the well, baggage claim. I mean, you got to go through all of that. So. MSY is the airline code for New Orleans. Gotcha. Right, right, right. And crew is what they call like the... What do you call it? Like when you have a first line and all of that during oh, Mardi okay. Gras. Okay. But it's spelled differently. It's spelled with a K. I know. Right. K R E W E. Yeah. Uh huh. So that's what that's about. Uh. Uh-huh. I don't know about that gator thing. I don't think I would really want to pet a gator. I don't know. Maybe it's a de-stressor. I don't know. This is thorough. I think I would be more stressed. I'm trying to pet a gator and hope he doesn't take my hand off. Uh huh. Yeah. True that. Uh huh. Yep. All right. Well, that's my weird, crazy news. What you got okay. over here, one? Well, I got one about McDonald's. Mm-hmm. This one happened in Santa Ana, California. Uh oh. Police are seeking a woman who pushed, punched, and choked a McDonald's manager because she wanted ketchup. Really? Now, why she took it out on the manager, I don't know. It says police in Santa Ana, California, say that the assault took place around 11 p.m. near the end of October when the drive-thru customer, oh, this was a drive-thru? Oh, my God. The drive-thru customer entered the restaurant Mm -hmm. through an employee door. Mm -hmm. Oh, so she was off the chain already. For real? She entered the employee door and asked for ketchup. And when they looked at the video as it was released, the video by the police shows the woman attacking the manager 
after she was told that she couldn't be in the building. Oh, my God. Now, she was already coming through the employee entrance and obviously not an employee. Right, she was wrong. So when the manager said, yo, you can't be in here, she went lunge for the manager and started punching, choking him and whatnot. Really? The footage shows that other employees tried to help the manager who the police believe was with the suspect. Wait a minute. The footage shows other employees tried to help, oh, before a man who police believe was with the suspect ran into the restaurant and pulled the woman off the manager. Mm-hmm. And then the pair left. So the man who was with the woman who wanted to catch up right. must have been outside. Right. But she went in the employee door choked the manager, demanding ketchup or whatever she was doing. He must have either seen it or heard it or sensed something was wrong, and another man came in and pulled her off of the manager. Okay. And then the two of them left, this man and the woman that came in there. This just sounds like a lot going on. (laughs) That's why it's the weird news. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I can tell you. Oh, my God. I can't believe she didn't give her enough uh, ketchup packets. But that's a lot for ketchup. Yeah, yeah. By the time she could do all that, her fries would have been cold. Maybe something's wrong with girlfriend. I had too much of something. What you got over there, Papa? Last. A football fan was charged with uh, DWI. He blamed it on his team's performance. Huh? With a DUI, what you want, DWI? DWI, driving while intoxicated. Okay. This happened in Wayne, New Jersey. <laughs> Wayne, New Jersey is up uh, as you go, as you go north, northwest sort of, mm-hmm. over there by T neck and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Authorities said that pro football uh, fan charged with uh, drunken driving after crash told police. He drank too much because his favorite team isn't any good. <laughs> All right. He blames it on the team. Oh, oh, Wayne police said oh, that 57-year-old God. Christopher Greystock oh, well, he knew better. of West Milford was charged after he rear-ended another vehicle about 5.15 p.m. Sunday. The crash came about an hour after his team, the New York Jets, lost 41-10 to the Buffalo Bills. Oh, whoa. Okay, whoa. well, I'm staying there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Make a little more sense now. Authorities say Greystock told the responding officer, I drank too much because the Jets suck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, it sounds about he right. He said Greystock had an open bottle of whiskey mm. oh, God. as well as a small bag of marijuana and the contents of his car. Wow. Okay, besides the DWI, DWI account, he was also charged with assault by auto. Oh, God. Hey. Oh. Well, oh, that's do suck. What about the marijuana? Mm-hmm. I, I it's legal. It is <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's right. The Jets do suck. Yeah. Does Joe name him? Yeah. They haven't done jiggity jack. No. I said, I know of. <laughs> Since Joe put them pantyhose on. They haven't done a daggone thing. So he doing uh, insurance commercials now. Shit, is he? Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Papa Didi. 
All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Okay. Well, if you guys got any questions or comments or you got any weird news to add, hit us up tonight at 914-803-4306. And press 1. Press 1. Get in the queue. <laughs> we'll be right back with with me, Red Wine, and I'm just saying. You sweet Ben Rouge. This is Red Wine. And if you haven't heard of the Pajama Party Show, you have been missing out. We've got Hot Topics, Hit It and Quit It Headlines, What's Poppin' with Papa Didi, Weird News, and I'm Just Saying with me, Living for the City with Papa Didi, and the Hollywood Wrap-Up with Kettle, the Cocktail of the Week, my favorite, and the world-famous Kiss It List, and of course, The Last Word. We serve it up every week on A Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern at 914-803-4306. Or you can listen live online at www.apajamaparty.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. Welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm one of your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Okay. Sweet Ben Rouge. Como uh-huh. Oh, boy. You still with the French man? Of course I am. That's why she's talking French. <laughs> what can I say? Giving, he giving her that penis. It oh, is what it way. is. Let the oh, haters yeah. hate on. All right, come on, Red Haters going to hate. Ball is going to ball. Tell you what. That's what they tell me, anyway. Mm-hmm. That's what you got. What you got going French on, really? Anyway, I'm just saying, tonight I want to talk about how much more. Mm-mm. That's my topic tonight because, honestly, I'm a little fed up with a lot of the racist stuff going on. So tonight I'm just saying, how much more? There was a photo, uh, I think it was this week, of uh, dozens of male students from a Wisconsin high school that were making what looks like a Nazi salute that has sparked outrage all around the country, and it should. Now, this happened at Baraboo High High School. Now, the photographer who took the picture claims that <laughs> he claims that he told the students, on the count of three, wave goodbye to your parents as you're preparing to leave high school. And somehow they all ended up in this Nazi one-armed salute with their hand up in the air, right? Now, (laughs) call me crazy, but there's a big difference between how a normal person waves goodbye and the typical arm extension of a Nazi salute. But they're expecting us to believe that there was nothing racist about this photo. Now, I suppose this will work. For those of us who look like Herman Munster or Frankenstein's monster with the bolts in the side of your neck that have removable heads, okay? People who take their head off at night, sit it on the table, and don't think, and then put it back on the next day, right? But for the rest of us sane people in the world, 
we got to call bull on this photo. You cannot tell me that that was a goodbye wave. I'm just saying, how much more of this blatant racism do we have to endure in this land of the free and home of the semi-brave? One student opted out of the photo because he said on the news he didn't want to be a part of their racist act. Now, how could he have done that unless he knew in advance what they were planning to do? Okay? You don't have to be Sherlock Holmes to figure that out. I'm just saying, it doesn't take a Ph.D. to figure it out. So I'm asking, how much more do we have to endure? Okay, how much? Now, in March, a story broke about a teacher in Florida who had a racist podcast and clearly stated on said podcast that they were a white nationalist. Yet, this teacher was teaching non-white children during the day. It makes my skin crawl and my blood boil to know that these undercover swastika-painting races are out there instructing the next generation of our children. God only knows what they're teaching them. I'm just saying, how much more? When black children get sent home because their private schools that their parents are paying tuition for them to attend, when these kids get sent home because their hair is too natural for the school's liking, we have a problem that extends way beyond the man in the White House. This is a problem that goes beyond perception. It's not just an attitude problem. It's a nation problem. When I think of the black teen who knocked on a door seeking help and got shot at simply because he was black, this country has an attitude problem. All I know is that if we don't solve it soon, this attitude will consume us as a nation. This kind of hate reminds me of a computer virus. If you ever had one, you know what I'm talking about. When you have a computer virus, you have to eradicate it with an antivirus program before it completely takes over your program and all of your computer. I just hope that we as a nation are not too late to eradicate the virus. This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, how much more are we going to take? How much more? That's my question. How much more? This stuff is just getting buck wild, and it just keeps on day after day. And I feel like the country is becoming numb to it because it just keeps happening with such regularity and frequency that you get to the point where you say, oh, yeah, it was another one. You know, it's like the shooting of black men. Oh, it was another one. It's like the mass killings, the mass shootings, mass murders and all that. Oh, it was another one. You know, Mm. you get numb to it after a while. How much more are we going to take? How much more? That much more. Okay. That was a good one, Red Wine. Oh, my God. After a while, you do get desensitized. And you, you know, just like the um, the movie, um, um, what's, the, what's the guy? Oh, man. I forgot the black movie. Way back 20-something years ago. And they would hear helicopters all the time. 
um, boy, uh, boys in the hood. Uh-huh. And uh, they wouldn't even think twice about it. They would just, you know. Yeah, you just get accustomed to it. I got desensitized or whatever. Yeah, People that are used to hearing sirens run up and down their streets. Yeah. It yeah. used to be at first you would look out the window to see what's going on. After a while, you just say, oh, it's another one. Mm-hmm. And you don't even bother to look. And after a while, you don't even hear it anymore. Right. It's dealing. It's, it's like dealing with 45. Now, after a while, you get tired of hearing 45. I mean, for a whole weekend, uh, it was it was wonderful not to hear his voice. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> you know, and when I came home from uh, my trip, it's like I don't want to hear any news. You know, I just wanted to be on even keel or even chill, whatever. You, you didn't miss it? it? No, I did not. I did not miss 45. Mm-mm. All right. Well, let's shift it back over to you, Papa Didi, living for the city. Mm-hmm. What's going on tonight? What you got? What's happening in the city? Okay. Okay. Well, uh, well, one thing, basically, with, with you were saying, Rewind, just take you back from that for a minute. The main reason why a lot of stuff is going down like it is is the fact that if people thought for one minute that the Klan or any type of white nationalist stuff had disappeared, it, it, don't don't even fool yourself. First of all, it it was in a it was in a hiatus because uh, Barack Obama was able to cultivate the whole country into a level of uh, black and brownness for eight years, but all that did was allow the People of any type of uh, naturalism to, you know, to stifle themselves, you know, to regroup themselves, to bury themselves deeper into jobs, you know, to pack their uh, sheets and and, and, uh, dunce hats somewhere and, and get more suits and get more positions, become more senators and congressmen, whatever else they're representing now. If you notice, when Brock was in, David Duke was acting like he was a born again, whatever, and now he's high, highfalutin again, knee deep in that. So that was a bunch of bullshit, mm-hmm. you know. So he was—he's still very active in the uh, Nationalist Party. Trump just blew the, the dog whistle on that because Trump has been very pro-white forever. He's—he's he's what what white folks uh, legitimized as. The saying amongst white men for years has always been the one that has the most toys wins. This is why whenever white folks go to a place of where they feel like they're the standout, then they get them the gigs. They give them the foreman of the jury. Why? Because it's Bill, and Bill owns a bakery in a, in a barbershop, and he's, a, you know, he's in the community. He's a coach of the softball team. It's Bill. You know, Bill owns the house at the end of the cul-de-sac. It's Bill. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So Bill gets the opportunity. And and for years, when you have isolated a whole race of people, you realize how many opportunities are available when you just erase a whole, when you don't allow a whole race of people to participate in something? So therefore, and, and, and blacks have, have almost been prone to Becoming second nature. I mean, all I see anymore today, which is, you know, you work where you work and do what you do. But just look at when you go out in the morning, especially in, like, say, Washington, D.C. 
I see more black men in reflective suiting, whether it be, you know, metro outfits with a reflective jacket on or a sanitation. I mean, their jobs, they're paying good money. So I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But but the white man dons the, 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 the tie during the day and projects the image, you know. But the image is what it is because, like I said earlier, when they grow a beard, they're the ones that look beastly. Because all that is a facade. It's a look. It's a requirement. You know, we've always been prone as black folks to do the best you can, be the best you can be. You got to be better than that person. Yada, yada, yada. You know, but deep down inside, you know, people of another persuasion didn't teach their children that. They taught their children just pass that test. It don't matter what, what grade you got because your degree is not going to have a grade on it. It's just going to be a degree. You can come out with a 2.0 average as long as you're passing. But blacks want to get in there, oh, I got an 85. Oh, my God, I should have got a 95. You know, we wear ourselves to death by trying to be better because that's what we were prone to be. But our counterparts that we are so-called competing against don't give a damn. They weren't raised to give a damn. We behave ourselves in, in stores and don't touch nothing. They put their child in a, shop, in, a, in a shopping cart in the supermarket. First thing they do is bust open a bag of Cheetos and ride around the store and open up a soda or a drink and start drinking it and eating it and having a ball. By the time they get to aisle eight, the Cheetos are gone, the soda is gone. They didn't slap down anything they can ready-made eat. And I'm not picking on any particular race of people. I'm just talking about the way people were raised. We are how we were raised. And then when you become grown in your 30s and 40s, you're going to reflect, reflect back on how you were raised when you were 10, 11, 12 years old. That's why blacks are so well-behaved and so you know, prone to be, you know, to do the right thing. When other people are wild and loose and crazy, we saying, damn, why are they acting like that? Because that's how they were raised. But we had the stigma that we were lazy and that we were all muffed up. And we were the ones that were stealing from the convenience stores. They followed us around like we, while a little old white lady went in there and stole her ass off because she knew they were watching us. Well, let's get to that insurance thing I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Now, when you are, when you have your cell phone, first of all, when you get a cell phone, buy your phone outright. Don't lease a phone, okay? Leasing a cell phone is like leasing a car. And they won't tell you you're leasing a phone. They'll let you get that phone. Oh, yeah, we can give you this here. You can get this op. They're called an option. And you think you got the best phone they got, and you got what's called the jump plan, where you can come back every three months and get the best one, best one, best one. Well, the car dealership tells you the same thing. You get the best, get the best, get the best. But you're paying on that, and you're never going to pay it off. If you want to buy that phone, it's going to cost you $600 outright. But in the meantime, we're going to charge you $82 a month to lease it. And they don't even tell you that you're leasing it. That's the sad part about it. And know where you lease that? You lease it from, let's say you're dealing with T-Mobile. You didn't go to an actual T-Mobile store. You went to what's called an authorized dealer that looks just like a T-Mobile store, but it's not actually a T-Mobile store. It's an authorized dealer of T-Mobile. They got the T-Mobile parts. They're a subsidiary or they're a franchise, and T-Mobile gives them everything to have the look and everything like that. But now the insurance thing, when you buy your phone outright, always get insurance in there. Why do you get insurance? Because the first thing you want to do when you get your phone is take care of your phone. Take care of your phone for at least two years. Have it for as long as you can. 
And then you can go in and say something's wrong with it. But you got to let a couple years go by. You know why? Because you're not going to have that brand no more. Okay? So if you got a Note 3, chances are when you go to redo that, you're going to get a Note 5. Because a Note 3 don't exist no more. Okay? And I'm not saying that as, as a scheme or as a as a whatever. You're doing legitimate. You had the phone for a couple of years. You got the insurance. The insurance cost you, let's say, $12 a month. How much is 12 times 12 times two years? That's damn near three, $400. So if you kept that phone for three years, you don't pay $400 in insurance. Hell, the least they can give you is a new phone. Okay? You know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying that as a crook. I ain't saying that as a miser. But take care of your phone for two years or better. Three years if you can, as long as you can. I'm not saying do nothing malicious. I'm not saying do nothing crooked. But when your phone does go, because it's going to go, either the battery's going to go or the mechanism's going to go, something's going to go in two years. Phones are only designed to last for two years, so don't get it twisted. Okay, but love your phone. Take care of your phone. Protect, protect the glass in front and protect the body with a case. Always. Don't carry around no phone that's... Thin and open and no protection, no cover. Because when you drop it, you're going to break the glass. Glass ain't covered in insurance. That's your own neglect. Dropping your phone in the toilet ain't covered. Okay? Dropping your phone in the sink ain't covered. They got a little white dot on the inside. They open up, and that white dot turns pink when water hits it. So if you can take it to a store and you want to turn it in for the warranty, they open up and say, oh, no, this white dot is pink. This thing was in the drink. No, you can't return it. Oh, no, we don't turn cracked glass. That was your dumb ass that broke the cracked glass. Got to get your own glass fixed. But the warranty itself for wear and tear is cool. Over two years, you're going to get a phone because that phone is not going to be in existence. So if you got a Galaxy 3, two years later, you're going to get you a Galaxy 5 free of charge on your warranty. So, you know. I'm not saying that to be a crook or nothing, but follow my lead. Anyway. All right. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to have to reconsider my phone now. Yeah. Take care of it. You're enlightening me, Papa. Take care of it for a couple years. Because they're not going to have that old phone two years later. They're moving too fast. They're trying to, T-Mobile trying to keep up Verizon. Verizon trying to keep up with... Sprint, Sprint trying to keep up with, you know, like dry bones. The knee bone uh, connected to the leg bone, the leg bone connected to the... Metro Access. Metro Access. Everybody competing with each other, so... The guy was with T-Mobile. He went to Sprint, right? Yeah. The little little guy that... Can you hear me now? (laughs) Just be smart. Be smart. Get the best deal you can get and just, you know, be smart. Don't don't let them get you on a bad credit charge. Oh, you have credit bag and tell you $8 a month because you got bad credit. Really? You know. We we need to have a... uh, Anyway. um, 
segment on just cell phones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, as he uh, truly enlightened us. I mean, from T-Mobile to Sprint mm-hmm. to whatever, Verizon. Those are the top three ones. That's right. And just dissect them. But Always keep insurance <laughs> on your products. <laughs> right. It's going to cost you from 5 to $12 a month based on the type of phone you have. Right. Get insurance. You can get insurance anytime. If you don't have it, you can call tomorrow. Right. Say, I want to put insurance on my handset. Get insurance on it and let it run for a couple of years. Because when you go to cash it in by mm-hmm. saying, I can't hear too good on this no more. Mm-hmm. It don't sound right no more. It don't ring no more. Boom. Two years later, that Note 5, they never had it no more. All right. And you get your Note 7. Anyway, you ain't hear from me. All right. Thanks, Bob. All right. I'm going right. to shut up. Keep moving. To <laughs> no, we got to keep moving. That's good info. All right. Yeah, it is. All right. Like I said, we need to do a whole segment on those three big carriers for the Oh, okay. Well, we have a caller. All right. Well, let's get to that. Then we're going out to the West Coast of Hollywood. Caller, welcome to the Pajama Party Show. You are on the air. What's your comment? Hi, I was calling to check it in. Hey. What's going on? And I was listening to that topic for the cell phone. You talk about T-Mobile, Spread, AT&T, Verizon, all this. It's always going to be two in the next seven to eight months. It's going to be Verizon and T-Mobile because T-Mobile is on the way of purchasing Sprint. That's right, brother. I've been saying that for years about airlines and everything. Yeah, you did. Yeah, they get ready to close the deal. Gobble, 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 brother. Gobble, gobble, gobble. But okay. you know what, though, yeah, brother? I, 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 have, I have this dilemma that I'll laugh at you put on the, uh, what is the weird news? Mm-hmm. I was listening to something a couple of days ago, a new trend that's going on in the UK. Okay, you know how to where we get the breast implants, the back implants, and all this, right? The new trend over uh-huh. in, new, in, in the UK now is men are getting implants. Huh? Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Really? Okay. The implants they're getting, when I heard it, they can stand up and almost fall over. They are getting, it's like they take up some meat off. Implants and what? And their butt. Implants and what? They want big butts. I was through. What? I was through. Oh, wow. This Sound like some weird trend news to me. Uh, yeah, that's weird Interesting. Wow. And where was this? In the UK. UK. I'm going to kiss him. Men want big butts. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, caller. Well, thanks for calling in. Mm-hmm. Are you considering that caller? Is that your... <laughs> no, 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 I heard, I heard ladies like to grab their fat butt. Something like a fat butt is hairy. Hairy. Oh, no, no. Yeah, give me a fat butt and give me some hair on it. I don't know about all that. Fat butt made with hair. Youngsters here in the United States now will start pulling their pants up now, won't they? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. they sure will. <laughs> mm. That's a good one. Uh, it's like a coconut. I'm going to have to let that go. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Says the woman's the right woman is laying with a French guy. He's laying with a French guy. He's got hair everywhere. No, no, he's a chia pet. She knows about it. She loves him. 
Mm-hmm. All right, Carla. Thanks mm-hmm. for calling in. We're okay. gonna keep it moving. Going to the Hollywood side. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you, oh, Carla. Y'all are too fun. All okay. right. All right. Let's head out to the West Coast and Hollywood. Go give me a fat Let's jump right into it. Uh, Harry? Come on, go give me a get fat you a big old Harry butt tomorrow morning. Where oh, can I apply? God. Oh, God. Let me take a I drink heard women this. like fat butts with hair on them. Sweden. Anyway, what's going on in Hollywood, Kenna? Well, on a, a somber note, I'm forcing to hear about Kim Porter's death, the model and actress which is uh, Sean Diddy Combs. His um, heart is broken over the death of Kim Porter, which is his ex-girlfriend and the mother of three children uh, that they had together. Um, She had four total, but um, the first son, he was by um, Al B. Shore. Um, Said he and Kim were still very close friends and co-parents, even though their romantic relationship didn't work, uh, P. Diddy and uh, Kim Porter. Um... She was found unresponsive uh, about 1.40 a.m. at her residence. Um, but reports did say that she had traveled um, She had traveled uh, to Africa recently, and she had uh, had a case of uh, pneumonia or she was like flu-like symptoms. Um, the cause of death is undetermined. Um like I said, they, they, they said she was suffering from of pneumonia for weeks. So I guess so like symptoms, pneumonia, that. But when you travel and come back into the, the States, I mean, anything could happen. Uh-huh. Um, Porter and Combs began dating in the 90s. Um, they welcomed their first child in 98. So she was also mother to a son of a Quincy Brown. He's 27. From a previous relationship, that was with Albie Shore. Porter and Combs called it quits for the first time in 99. And so they were kind of off and on, off and on. Uh, they got back together in 2003, and then the final breakup was in 2007. Um, P. Diddy, he, he goes on to say, he says, I've been truly blessed to have some great, incredible relationships that have, have afforded me these children by these very strong, intelligent, beautiful black women. Um, he tells people that. And Kim Porter, she said, we're friends. She said, I'm the person he can tell his innermost thoughts to, and he's that person for me. He still calls me every day, and we talk. So they had a great relationship. That's what it sounds like. Um, okay. So that's, that was a good thing. Also, um, I'm not people are probably not familiar with uh, William Goldman. He is the Oscar-winning writer of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. He died at the age of 87. So that was um, an original screenplay to Butch Cassidy. Kind of put him on the map. He also wrote um, All the President's Men, too. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That was major. Yeah, it was. Both of those were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was 87. Um, Tamara Owsley, uh, one of the twins, one that's on the reel, she laid to rest a niece. Um, she had a, a, a emotional farewell to her niece who was killed in the California bar shooting last week. That was the bar shooting I mentioned earlier. Down um, in Florida. Right. Uh, her name is Elena Housley. She was 18. She was one of the 12 people gunned down at the Borderline Bar and Grill in Thousand Oaks on November the 7th. 
Um, she was remembered by her loved ones at her funeral. Um, she goes on to say, Today we lay you to rest, sweet angel, the former sister-sister star posted on her Instagram. She said, I'll miss you forever in your sweet smile until we meet again. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, they still don't know. Um, authorities have not yet to identify the motive for the um, bar shooting. They're not sure what happened. Then he said he killed himself. So I guess they'll never know what happened. I guess, I guess you're right. Crazy mental health. <clears throat> um, Bob Mackey. Everybody knows Bob Mackey. He's putting um, some of his famous uh, looks on an auction block. Um, he did the famous um, custom um, hand-painted silk ensemble conspiring of a crate in 74 for um, Cher. He, he did a lot of clothes and stuff for Cher. And 86, he did some um, items for her too, but they're going on auction an auction block. Um, they should get some big coins for it. It's yeah. between $3,000 and um, $6,000 that you get. He's also done um, looks for Car- uh, Carol Burnett and um, Julia Lewis Rices, Rachel, uh, Raquel Welch, too, and Lauren Bacall. Okay, the top movies to go see now is playing now is um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. Excellent, excellent, excellent film to see. It, it shows the life of um, Queen and um, also the lead singer, Freddie Mercury. Um, I'm telling you. If you guys want to see a film this year, go see that one, Bohemian Rhapsody. Also, um, premieres tonight with um, our girl, um, oh boy, How to Get Away with Murder. That's all I can remember her by. Um, oh, yeah. She plays in this film, plus um, Liam Neeson, that's my boy, I like him. Um, widows, about three widow women and their husbands, um, got killed on some type of drug thing or something and they have to um finish the job so and that should be interesting a lot of shoot 'em up bang bang and espionage and all that i like that also um the um sequel to um creed creed 2 comes out on november the 21st so mm-hmm. it's uh uh what's his name ivan drago his son is um, boxing um, Apollo's son, so it should be interesting. So that comes out on November the 21st. Okay. All right, that's it. Molly will wrap up. All right, good one. All right. Now we're up to date. Did you mention uh, Widows? Widows, yes, I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, by all the dates. Huh? Yeah, definitely got to check. Well, this is going to be the cocktail of the week. Yeah, what you got for us, Chef? It's called the Roof Roof Dog Bite. All right. All right. We have uh, oh, Sebeka Dog Bite. Okay. Oh, that's what it is. Yep. Excuse me. Two parts of Sebeka Vodka, the grapefruit jalapeno. That's the green bottle. Green and yellow bottle. It's, it's, wait a minute. It's grapefruit and jalapeno? Yes, it is. And one vodka. And it's off the MF chain, too. Okay. <laughs> Four parts of grapefruit juice and one slice of jalapeno. Mm. <laughs> so we're going to pour the uh, Sebeka grapefruit jalapeno into a salt rim rock glass filled with ice. Top it with grapefruit juice and stir. Garnish with a slice of jalapeno. And a buddy, 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 but that's all, folks. 
Okay. That so, will be on our website. And that was Saveca Grapefruit and what is it? Grapefruit Jalapeno? Yeah. Vodka. Okay. I wonder if that's a new one. I've never seen that one before. This is it? Okay, you've seen it before? Yes, I have, and I've oh. experienced it. Oh, it's part of it. I've several beverages. Yeah, I guess I'm just new to the game, but okay. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, let's see. We got the Kiss It list. Papa Didi, can you tell the people what is the Kiss It list? Mm-hmm. The Kiss It list. What is the Kiss It list? Kiss It list is a list of uh, people that show their butt over the last week or so without regard of uh, human life or entity of any kind of uh, moral belief or, or home training, if you would. Okay, now. Jerk off. Jerk off. Ah. Okay. <laughs> all this k Oh, all of that. Gallywags. <laughs> Who y'all have on the kiss list? Do you have anybody? Oh, yeah, I got a few people. Okay, come on with it. I have the Georgia Democracy, how they screwed up that election. Okay. Stacey Abrams. Okay. Also, I have Sears. What? And you know, you know, Sears had already filed for bankruptcy, and they're going through all of that. Uh-uh, somebody coming. Not back. only are they having a Black Friday sale, trying to you know, do whatever, compete with everybody else, but they're trying to pay their executives a total of up to $19 million in the midst of a bankruptcy real work. You know, some of them, they want to give like a million, million and a half, whatever. So when you add it all up, it's roughly nineteen million. Are you serious? That's what I'm saying. I was saying you don't have no damn money. Exactly. You can pay your You cried broke, bankruptcy and all that. But you still trying to give all this money to executives? Okay. Gotta put you on the cancer list. That's, That's what happened to uh Lionel Kitty City. Mm-hmm. I worked for that company back in nineteen eighty five. And okay. they went they went out because they were top heavy, all they paid with their they didn't pay their bills. Put them on a kissing list from back in oh, 85 when they cool. showed their ass. And another place I worked for, a store called Nobody Beats the Whiz. They used to okay. pay their that, that That company was, really, was run by a Jewish company. It was a Jewish company. Nobody Beats the Whiz. They were in competition with uh, Circuit City. Okay, and I put okay. them on a kiss. And also that fat heifer in the uh, UPS store that was chasing, that who was, yeah, that was breaking rude. her neck. Wait, wait on those white folks and oh, leaving all the blacks in the store hanging because she just wanted to lick some white booty. Well, honey, I hope it tasted good. <laughs> hope it tasted Mercy. good. You left your black people oh, hanging. Not even people. You left people that were ahead of them hanging. When they walked in the door, you gave them carte blanche and told the black folks who were already in the store to kiss that's your fat Caribbean that's why. ass. She's on the kitchen. Her hair was a mess. Okay. Her okay. three stomachs were a mess. Oh, it was Lord, a three of them? mess. Is that all you have? Okay, about? also, I Red got. Red wine, I wouldn't got with her with your vagina. Not oh, at all. Oh, Lord. Not at all, honey. Okay. No, 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 no. She was a mess. She <laughs> was a okay. mess. Ew. Also. I'm throwing up. Also. Can somebody give him a stomach to shut, babe? Also, we got Cindy Hyde. Smith, who is the Mississippi senator, who made the comment about 
wanting to attend a public hanging in the front row. That's what they are. That's who they are. Yeah, well, she's on the kissing list. These people are confessing who they really are. Cindy Hyde Smith, okay. And you just mentioned uh, UPS. We were blessed for our people to raise us like they did. And who else? with the White House for take, trying to and, take credentials and, and, from reporters. And don't forget the, the governor of Florida. Oh, yeah, which who, one? Well, the one who thinks he the won one, so he far, think he Rick won, Scott. He think he won, Rick Scott. Uh-huh. He think he won. He was up there with the, now his race is still under contingent where they're still counting votes. And he went with the new senator group of the Washington. I'm like, slow your damn roll. You ain't won nothing yet. But... You know, that white privilege. <coughs> Excuse me, did I say that? Oh, yeah, yeah, I sure did. He was all up in the phone. All up in the phone. Anybody like, else? Yeah, I, I got won. a view. Y'all finished? Uh-huh, go ahead. Okay. The Brian Kemp, Republican opponent. From oh, Stacey Abrams. Mm-hmm. The company in Hortonsville, Wisconsin, about the guns, giving the guns. Yeah. And uh, the U.K. All of the U.K.? Uh, the U.K. did something. I forgot what <laughs> about the The UK. entire United Kingdom. Okay. Okay. Anybody else? Awesome. All right. Well, that's it. We got yeah, a special. Yeah. You got one? I think uh, that is not. Did we say Trump? He's always on the list. Always. Okay. okay. Yeah, California. State of California for having that good weather while we were going through Rain and cold. Oh, how you gonna put them on the kissing list? L.A. L.A. has what you got for me? L.A. has seventy oh, degrees. Well, you should have been out there. The morning yeah. of the snow. When we just so people in the D.M.V. When we were dealing with that snow the other morning in L.A., they had seventy beautiful degrees of weather. Okay. You're on the okay. List. Well, what we got for one? Yeah. Okay. All right, we got a special gift for everybody on the kissing list. Here's my empire. My ass. You can All right, welcome back to the John Prager when you host Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. I like to add Papa Didi to the kissing list. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh, my. Post, mm. post list. Well, what's your uh, last word, Watch you with the hairy chin. What's your word about that? that guy. What's your last word? You don't know he's hairy. He's my hairy. last word is um, special shout out to the people in California that are dealing with the wildfires. I mean, they've got over 600 people missing. God bless them. Or, and and yeah. other people, I don't know how many people have been actually, I mean, found deceased. But people are missing. Those fires, yeah. I think they finally got it, one of them, like about 40% contained or so. But, mm-hmm. you know, with those Santa Ana winds that keep blowing it to mm-hmm. others, 
dry areas. It just keeps it and going. They, and they lived in such a tranquil area. Yeah, I mean, all in the forest area, home. which was beautiful scenery and everything, and it just they're losing their homes, it just, it their vehicles, so their lives. I mean, it, it's just yeah, crazy. It's, sad. it's very sad. So you know, I mean, my thoughts are definitely with the folks out there dealing yeah, with God that. God bless them. And um, you know, but to what I was saying tonight, how much more? All of you undercover racists out there, your mm-hmm. your number's up. Your time is up. Yeah. Your number has come up. You can't hide under a rock anymore. So that's all I'm saying. And we really need to start profiling these shootings because it seems like it's almost like next man up. Exactly. It seems like they're all connected. And, and all these like racists out there, we know who you are. Mm-hmm. You can't hide. You've been hiding for a while, but now everybody knows who you are. Yeah. So... That's all I'm saying. Over to you, Papa Dini. I'm just saying, keep your keep your ears and eyes open. When you go to a restaurant, anything you do, if you go with somebody, you go on a date, whoever's going to sit facing the door, have them watch the door. If you're going to sit position the door, watch the door, watch the windows. Just watch yourself everywhere you go, because you never know when anything is going to break anywhere. So if you're with a partner, y'all out hanging, always have somebody watch the door. Okay. That's all I got for it. All right. What's your last word, Kevin? Um, just a couple of things. Like you said, California, our hearts and prayers go out to the families um, that have lost everything. At least they have their lives. Um, maybe we all get together and send some money or some clothes. Or um, there's some a lot of people out there doing um, things as the goodness of their hearts. They're creating things like giving uh, food or giving clothes. Um, you know, all the time, Red Cross have to step in. You know, we have to step in as as people and, and, and just show our humanity towards other people. Um, that's a plus. And um, also, let's wake up, people. Let's stop killing each other. I don't care if it's black on black, white on black, whatever. But, you know, my mom says, you know, if it's black on black, they're killing night and day. We're not out there marching. As soon as somebody white kills somebody black, you're out there marching. Come on now. Come on now. Let's let's think twice about that. It shouldn't regardless who gets killed, black on white, white on black, whatever. We you need to march or just take a stance on certain things, that's all. So, um that's my last word. All right. Thank you, Kettle. All right. All right, well we wanna thank everybody for hanging with us tonight on uh Pajama Party Show. You can check us out online at apajamaparty.com. Check out uh, previous episodes. Get information on uh, the Pajama Party crew. Check out the cocktail of the week. And anything else you may want to know about the Pajama Party show. Uh, We'll be back next Friday night, 9 o'clock Eastern. And uh, I think we're done. So, Papa, you want to say good night? Good night, everybody. All right. Kettle? We're out. Good night. And good night. Bonsoir. See you next Friday night. Thanks for hanging. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatanti, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko. Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. 
Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Party cruise, you will be you. No clothes allowed. I'm a party.